What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 46. We cranking these things out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, so but I'm so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know what you got to do. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Mr. Fourth and Long, and all of those things there, man. Get locked in so you do not miss the show. Go to our clips page, catch any and everything that we do here at Unfiltered. You guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation in the beginning because let's be honest, a lot of you aren't going to be here to the end. And that's okay because I, like you, are not for everybody, and, and, and that's what you have to be okay with. But before you go, but before you leave, uh, make sure you listen to at least three episodes. Give, give me a try now. Don't just say you don't like me or you want to leave and you haven't given me a try. Find three episodes. Give me about 15 minutes apiece on each one of those episodes, and if after those three episodes of 15 minutes at least you still don't like me, you still not feeling what I'm saying? Like, if you don't feel like the Braille, if you don't feel what I'm saying, find three more episodes. Yep, find three more episodes and do the same thing. And if that doesn't get it, then find three more episodes. That should probably that should probably do it. And after that, if you don't like me after that, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's 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 a, that's a you. Uh, that's a you problem. All right, man. Let me get right into this thing, man. Uh, and here's my word uh, for today. And I love the fact that people sometimes hit me up and they go, man, what you said at the beginning was more doper than anything you said in the content. Now, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you in here and keeps you in here. Maybe it's the word at the beginning. Maybe it's the sport content. Maybe it's one or the other. Maybe it's both. Uh, I hope it's both. But if either one, then I've, I've served my purpose. I've served my purpose in what I was called to do. But here is the word uh, for today. Be the enemy of average. Be the enemy of average. Just getting up, just showing up, makes you average. But so does everybody else that walks in that same place as you. So does everybody else who has those same goals, dreams, and aspirations. What you have to now push yourself past is that comfort zone of being average. Well, this is what I do every single day. And it's, it's worked this far, thus far. And it, 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 it gets, it gets the job done. And if there are young athletes watching this average will get you cut every single time. If there are business people, if there are uh, uh, entrepreneurs, if there are students, if there are, um, theologians, if there are scientists, if there are researchers, being average will get you beat. Being average will get you overlooked. Being average will get you out of those rooms that you rightfully so belong in. But there has to be there's this, 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 this determination. There has to be something that is stamped on you that, 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 that gives people the feeling uh, that you're different. See, the average gets grouped in. And what happens is you, you get put in this pool of average and they kind of sort of pick through it. It's like the clearance rack at Ross 
or at TJ Maxx. It's picked over, right? And stuff is flung all over the place. It's on the floor. The sizes don't match the hangers, and it's not in the right place, and you're looking for your size, and it's over there in the other size because that, that, that's how they group in all of the average folks. So you end up in that pool now, I'm not saying that there aren't some really good people in the average pool. I've gone to Ross and I've gone to TJ Maxx and I've gone to Burlington Co Factory and I've and I've, I've I've been through those shelves and those things and I've found some decent stuff among the average. But see, you when I go to Louis Vuitton, see that's the above average. When I go to Gucci, when I go to Neiman Marcus, when I go to when I go to to to, to, to Barney's, when I go to those high end places. See that area it, it, it's 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 roped off. That area has specifics. That area has things that are one of one or very few. Sometimes you even have to order months out in advance to even have an opportunity to have it. So you want to be in that group. You want to be in the group of where you don't you, you, you when you come into this store there is no rumbling through the things. When you come into this store, it's, 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 it's value that's put on that. See, if you allow yourself to be average, then you allow yourself to get picked over. You allow yourself to get uh, 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 just, just discarded among the rest. Oh, but when you stand out, when, when, when average, when you, are, when, 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 when you are the enemy, be the enemy of average, when you, when you don't allow average to seep into who you are, then you get the corners of the mall that people just, everybody can't go now. So now you get to the space where when they have to come pay the premium for you. So now you, 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 you get the space where you ain't being just put on any shelf or any rack. Nah. There's exclusivity to those who are above average. There's exclusivity to those who are, who, who, who are uh, um, uh, above the minimum level. That's where you want to be. You want to be an enemy to average. You don't want anything about what you are, who you are, how you are, how you get down, or any of that stuff to be average. Don't let folks put you on the rack at Ross. Don't let folks group you with the folks at Burlington Coat Factory. Nah, baby. Nah. We exclusive. We invite only. We got to get on the waiting list to be a part of what we got going on. That's the level you want to be at. And you'll get there if you don't allow average to be a part of who you are. Be the enemy of average. All right, let's get into this thing, man. Cowboys taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. It's a road game. The Cowboys now have to take their, their winning ways, have to take this offense. And we hear it multiple times. We hear it over and over and over and over and over again. Can it travel? We know what the Cowboys are at home. They are a juggernaut. 40 points a game at home. They're on a 15-game winning streak at the crib. Unfortunately, you don't get a chance to play all your games at the crib. And I know that some things can go in our favor. There's all these projections that are out there. And, and, and if, if it works out in our favor, maybe we'll get some home games. But right now, as we stand today, it'll probably end up with us being on the road. It'll probably end up with us being and having to be road warriors. And I love the quote. I, I, I think it was Mike McCarthy or it was Dan Quinn. It was one of those two coaches who said, you know, 
playing games like against the Buffalo Bills on the road, it gives you playoff atmosphere. It gives you playoff caliber teams without the playoff consequences. What does he mean by that? I get a chance to go in and I get a chance to sharpen my sword against another quality opponent. The atmosphere, you already know what Bills Mafia is going to bring. And shout out to Bills Mafia. I, I give you guys tons of credit because you have an electric. Your, your atmosphere is above average. You guys decided as a fan base that it was going to be an above average place for people to have to come and play. That you were going to turn that stadium into a, a, a terror dome for opposing teams that come in to it. And you've done a great job. And with that, you know, Mike McCarthy talked about we get a chance to go into that stadium where it's going to be a raucous crowd. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a, a, a never ending. And, it, and it's it, it's going to be an atmosphere that feels playoff ish. It feels like a playoff game. You're going to play one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I know what I know what some may feel. And don't get I, I packed the bills up. But. Josh Allen, even though he leads the league in interceptions, is still one of the top 10 quarterbacks in this league. When you cut on the film and you watch these games, you go, hold on now. Hold on. This ain't a 7-6 football team right here. This, this, this roster, this team, the, the way that they're playing, this isn't a 7-6 football team. It, it looks different. It looks a lot different than a 7-6 football team. And a lot of that has to do with Josh Allen, who's had some, you know, some, some, some porous games early in the season, but he's rounding the corner. Good football player. But being able to take your team on the road in that atmosphere with the fan base who is going to be engaged and locked in, with the team in Buffalo that's looking up and saying – Almost in the same kind of vein as the Cowboys saying, you know what? A couple losses here and there, a couple wins by us, we find ourselves back in winning this division. Winning this division means we get home games. That's what you want at the end of the day. You want to try to get some home games. And, and, and while it's cold for Buffalo, I think the last thing you want to do is have a team like Miami, you know, you, you want them to come to, your, to Buffalo. So they're going to be wanting to, to have that atmosphere ripe and ready to go. Rightfully so. But the Cowboys get a chance, and this is what the part where he says, a, a playoff atmosphere without the playoff consequences. Meaning, even if we lose this game, our season isn't done. We can learn from this. We're already solidified to go into the playoffs. And if we are not going to get the number one seed in the division, that means that we're going to have to travel. So what better way over these next couple of weeks than go on the road to Buffalo, go on the road to Miami against two quality opponents and test your, test your skills, test your mental fortitude, test your ability to go into hostile environments and come out victorious. I think that is going to be a major factor and key for the Cowboys heading into this game. You're going to deal with some elements you know, people have been watching the weather all across the board. Is it going to be snowing? It's not going to be snowing. Will it be windy? Possibly. The way the stadium is designed, it, it, it has the swirling that happens in the stadium. Will there be precipitation? Maybe. I don't know. There's a chance. 
you know, the, the, the weather, as the game begins to kind of get into the second half of the game, the sun will go down. You won't have you won't have the ability of the sun to kind of keep you warm. And that temperature goes from from 50 to 30 real quick. That football gets a little bit colder. Your fingers gets a little bit colder. Your toes get a little bit clo- t- uh, colder. Making tackles make become a little bit more business decisionist like there are things that factor into going into this game. But I, I think the Cowboys, the, the, this Cowboys team looks different, feels different, playing different. And while they're, if you're like me, and if we're being honest, it is unfiltered, we're, we're an honest show. There, there are still there are parts of me that are ready to be head over heels. But 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 it's like if you've had your heart broken before by shorty, by that handsome dude, by that fine girl, and you've had your I mean your heart broken. But then that new person comes along, you like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna love like I normally supposed to love. I wanna feel excited. I wanna I wanna feel 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 happy. I wanna dive into this love like love is supposed to be dove into. But a part of you go, but that heartbreak of that last situation. And it sometimes doesn't allow you to fully dive into that love. That's why I am with the Cowboys. I'm like, my heart has been broken so many times. So many times. It's been ripped out of my chest, stomped on, sped on, kicked down down the street, and run over by a bus. But you go and you look and you go, man, but this feels different. It even looks different. They win a game against Philadelphia where most of the time in the past they would have lost. So you're fighting, you're having this this heart tug of war. It's like like love and it's like, no, I'm not going to let my heart get hurt again. And it's like love and I'm like, no, I'm not going to let my heart. And it's like you're having this back and forth with the Cowboys. Because you're looking up and you're saying, this team has the components that it can go all the way. We've seen it. This is another test and a part of me wants to go, let's go all in. Let's dive into this thing all in. But there's a part of me that goes, but the heartbreak. Such a gentle and fragile muscle. Is the heart a muscle? Sure. Muscle. And so heading into Buffalo, you're saying, if this team wins this game in Buffalo, boy, am I I all in. Boy, am I all in. This team can go on the road. Because there, there have been two different Cowboys teams. When the Cowboy teams are at home, they're averaging over 40 points a game. And, they're, I mean, 300-plus yards passing, over 400 total yards of offense. And then they go on the road, and they're a different football team. Still a decent, good football team. But two out of their three losses have come on the road. They've only scored 24 points on the road. And I know I know that the, the points will dip off. But we're talking about a 15-point we're talking about, you know, that, that's a that's a that's a two-score type situation. So I do wonder, can this team, will this team be able to go on the road and have the uh, the level of success that is necessary, that is warranted, that is needed, that is expected 
to make the playoff run. They'll be without some of their key players. Big Hankins with the ankle injury, knee injury. They say he go come back. They haven't given us a timetable in that, but it's almost definite that he's not going to play this weekend. That's huge, both figuratively and <laughs> literally. Like 340 pounds, that's huge. And one of the areas where the Cowboys have, have, have notoriously been susceptible and been a little bit weak is in the middle, is in the run game. Hence why he is here. Hence why they drafted a guy in the first round in Mozzie Smith. And we'll talk more, a little bit more about Mozzie, but this is why you brought in a guy like Hankins. And it's going to be necessary because we talk a ton about Josh Allen in this passing game. But when you look at, when you look at Buffalo, like right now, Buffalo is sixth in the league in rushing. They're averaging 4.4 yards a carry, and their lead running back, uh, 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 James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother, he is 10th in the league with 790 yards rushing. So they'll run the football. The left side of that line, uh, one of the guys that we had here in Dallas, Colin McGovern, and then you have uh, Deion Dawkins, who I'm not comparing him to this guy, but he has a little bit of that, he has a little bit of that Trent Williams in him, that little bit of I'm looking for a, a real fight. And they want to run on that left side so they can run the football. And the one thing about the, the, the Cowboys defensively, that they've gotten some good rotation, but the, the, that middle of that defense has kind of always been a stickler. It's always been something that we just couldn't quite put our, put our fingers on and how to fix it. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But Mozzie Smith, the Cowboys' first-round pick, was brought in to be a run stopper. One of his biggest issues in the learning curve, but I don't give grace on this. I give grace on moves and understanding and strength. I don't give grace that that Mozzie Smith is a, is consistently laid off the ball. That part I just don't I don't understand. Like you're the closest dude to the ball outside of the center. I don't know if it's a it's if he's not hearing the snap count or seeing the snap it's the ball being snapped, but it it's this delay. It's like a second, second. it feels like a second and a half delay where the ball is snapped. Folks are moving. Linemen are moving. Running backs, receivers, everybody's moving. And Mozzie is still in his stance. And I don't care how strong you are. You can be the world's strongest man strength. If you are late off the football by, a, by like a... a, a a heartbeat, a, a second, brother, you're toast. You're toast. The ball's moving. Guys are moving. They got a step, step and a half on you. You're done. You're done. You're done. And God forbid that they're combo blocking. If they're combo blocking, meaning the center and the guard are coming together, combo or dual block, where they're going to come together, block you, and then at the last second, that guard is going to break off to get the linebacker, man, they're moving you three, four, five yards off the ball. Like They're going to walk you into the back of the linebacker. And then we're wondering, well, why, why is that linebacker not being able to scrape and get plays? Well, the, your D tackle is three yards off the ball. Well, you're supposed to be coming downhill uh, 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 unimpeded, 
you're running into the back of your D tackle. And another thing is now when you go from a guy like Mozzie Smith playing 60 to 70 percent of the snaps, I'm sorry, excuse me, Hankins playing 60 to 70 percent of the snaps and Mozzie playing a reserve role, now Hankins is out. Mozzie has to now come in and now he gets the bulk of it. Now that can work two ways. I'm not going to keep it on the negative side because it can work in a way of, you know what, he gets double the amount of snaps. What's that mean? He can have double the amount of plays that he can actually make. So if he was making one play in the time that he was going in there uh, 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 during those 30 to 40% of the snaps, if he's getting double 60 to 70%, now he has an opportunity to make three plays, four plays. So that's a good thing. Or now Glav has empty. It could be double the miscues. And, and that's the part of this game where you're getting to this part of the year where what came when, when Hankins went out last week against Philadelphia – Literally, the next three plays, the next three plays for the Philadelphia Eagles was right at Mozzie Smith. And for three plays in a row, he got beat. Beat in the midterms, he got dominated, and he was late off the ball. That's on film. Eye in the sky, don't lie. They're looking at that. And they're going to say, all right, Rook, we're going to test you again. We're going to see if you have the ability to hold up. If you don't, it's going to be a long football day for you. A long football day for Mozzie Smith. But, and then the second one is Malik Hooker, the safety, dealing with an ankle injury, kind of questionable for the game. Um, and when you talk about Malik Hooker being in the back end, and yes, his team is, is littered with safeties, but the biggest thing is that, again, when you start taking guys off the field, you have to replace them with someone else. And whether that's someone else is Donovan Wilson or J. Ron Curse or Wanye Thomas or Marquise Bell, one of the other safeties, well, someone else has to fill in those spots. So there, there is a rotation, there's a musical chairs of guys who have to fill in these spots. And now you have a guy like Hankins is out, and now another guy has to come in. So now as a play caller, Dan Quinn is a play caller now. Are you able to call comfortably, confidently the things that you would normally call when you have the starters in there? And Malik Hooker being a guy who, who, who plays in that secondary who is kind of the quarterback of the back end. He calls the checks. He gets everybody in line. He's the last line of defense. And when you're playing against Josh Allen, the play is never dead. The play is never dead. He is he is as athletic as the most athletic quarterback. He is he has top three arms in the league. I think between between Mahomes, Herbert, and Josh Allen, they have three of the best arms in the league. If the Cowboys are going to win this game, they're going to have to get Josh Allen frazzled. They're going to have to get Josh Allen to have happy feet in the pocket. If you allow Josh Allen just to sit in the pocket, he'll pick you apart. He has the weapons. Of course, we know Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. He has two of the best tight ends in the league, and, and, and Dalton Kincaid and, and, and Knox. He has a speedster in uh, Khalil Shakir. James Cook is also, not only is he in the top 10 in rushing, he's also in the, he's also in the top 10 as receiving running back. They use him a lot. He's become uh, a useful back in the passing game. Remember, this offense looks different. They fired K-1 
Ken Dorsey a couple of weeks ago. Joe Brady, remember Joe Brady? Remember that name? That was an office coordinator at LSU when Joe Burrow was there. Found his way into the league. I think he was at Carolina uh, first, and now he he's he's in Buffalo. He's taken over now that uh, that Ken Dorsey is going. And this offense, it, it I hate to do this comparison, but Joe Brady is one of those guys like Kyle Shanahan. Over the last couple of games, 60% of the offensive snaps for the Buffalo Bills have had some sort of pre-snap motion. That is an indicator that the good new age coaches like to use. You saw what happened when Mike McCarthy began to use it. The Cowboys offense had begun to take off. The Bills will do that. They're going to motion guys. They're going to shift guys. They're going to do something more than not pre-snap. They, they, they want you to show your hand. They, they want to know whether it's man or zone or how guys are going to be playing. And the Cowboys have to be ready for that. Offensively for the Cowboys, and let me say that, defensively for the Cowboys, you got to get pressure on Josh Allen. But not just any old kind of pressure because he has the ability to run. Like Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks where you can hit him and hit him and it's like that hitting dummy, right? That that that, that like with the weight at the bottom is like no matter how hard you hit it, it bounces back up, and you can hit it again, buy out, it'll bomb, 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 it'll come back up again and buy out, you'll hit, and that's Josh Allen. You, no matter how he'll jump over people, he'll take the hits, he'll he'll crash into you like a crash dummy, he'll get up. He's six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. He'll run the football. And a play is never dead. A play is never dead. You got to guard guys three, four, five, six seconds in the secondary. Because even when he's in the grasp of a defender, he still has the arm strip to throw it. Even when the pocket is collapsing, he still thinks it's the arrogance of, and it's a good arrogance. You know, only certain guys have this level of arrogance because they have the arm to back it up. If I have to use an analogy for Josh Allen, Josh Allen is because he has an arm cannon. And this is gonna hit, this is gonna resonate with my with my with my 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 gun enthusiasts. Josh Allen has a bazooka with bad gun safety. He just, he's, just saying, he's just not like, you know, certain things, hey, listen, don't point the gun at people. Hey, when you're at the range, you know, point the gun down. You know, make sure you make sure you're, he, 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 he breaks all the rules. He breaks all the rules. And he's arrogant in the sense of it's a good arrogance that he has the ability to make any throw that he wants to make. But I do think that the Cowboys, I, I just, I, my belief in the Cowboys are, is high right now. I think the Cowboys will be able to pull out a major victory. The Cowboys in the red zone, playing against this Buffalo team, they're good in the red zone. They're really good in the red zone. 69, 66, sorry, 67% of the time they're scoring in the red zone. That's, that's high. That's a high percentage. You got to keep them out of the red zone because they tend to score in the red zone. But the Cowboys offensively, I, 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 am, I, am, I am one of the people now who are saying, you know what, Dak needs to be, he is and should be in the lead of the MVP. He's playing that well. They are doing some things right now with this offense that, honestly, I, I, I haven't been more confident in the offense, even the one that I played in for the Cowboys, than I am in this offense right now. CeeDee Lamb, elite. 
that playing his best brand of football. Literally his best brand of football. Everything is coming together. I love the way they use the two-back combination. I thought that was a little bit of a precursor to kind of how we have to get ready for the playoffs. Run the ball. Get ready for those tough downs. Divvy up these carries to my two backs. They did that against the Eagles, another playoff team. I think you'll see that continue. You can run the football on this de- this Eagles, excuse me, this Buffalo defense. These guys want a pass rush. Leonard Floyd and, and, and Russo and Von Miller, they want to pass, and Ed Oliver, they want a pass rush. The days of the big fat boys in the middle, those days are done. Like the, the, like the Vince Wolfworks of the world, where they just say, you know what, I'm going to clog up the middle. I'm going to eat up two blocks. Everybody now wants to be Aaron Donald. They want to play defensive tackle and want to get 10 sacks. This is a high defense. They play high. So you can get the leverage. And I think running the football for guys like Terrence Steele, for guys like uh, Tyler Biotish, it gives them an advantage. These guys want to rush the passer. If you bulldoze them, if you really drive them, you, you can knock confidence out of them. If you start getting 4.5, 4.6, 4.8, 5 yards a clip, that changes what you can do. Now safeties and linebackers begin to creep up. Now your aerial attack in the play-action pass gets to get going. The Cowboys have done a lot of that. But this is a team that you can run on and you should run on. There should be a singular, if not two, but there should be a, at least one of these backs, Rico or Tony Pollard, that has over 100 yards in this game. It's there. It is there. Commit to it. Go on the road and commit to it. And the running gives you an opportunity to have long, sustainable drives. You want to keep this crowd out of the game. They feed off the Bills Mafia. This crowd is going to be energetic. It's going to be live. It's going to be lit. They're going to be juiced up, ready to go. But you go out there and you put six, seven, eight, nine, ten play drives up there, five, six minutes, and you're running the football and you're passing the ball and you go down and you score, crowd gets quiet. Joker start thinking about maybe we hit the exits in the third quarter if the game gets away from them. They ain't going to, folks don't want to stay that long in the cold. They probably will. They, they, this crowd is really good. They're going to stay all the way. But the Cowboys, to me, they, they have to run the football. Run it early, run it often, control the trenches, control the line of scrimmage, get those pass rushers on their heels. They do not want to deal with you in the run game for four quarters. They'll be juiced up early on in the game. Every team is. But I think if you punch them in the mouth and you go kind of all oh, Marshawn Lynch over and over and over and over and over and over and, and over and over and over and over, they'll quit. They'll pack it up. They'll pack it up. I got the Cowboys winning this game. I've already packed the Bills up. There's no un- They win. I, I will say this. If they win, which I don't think they are, if the Bills win, I might pull the tape off the box. I might pull the tape off the packed up Bills box. But if they lose, which I think they will, I'm putting another duct tape. I'm putting another level of duct tape on the box, and I'm packing these jokers I'm packing these jokers up for real, for real. I got the Cowboys uh, winning this game. What score do I want? I got the Cowboys winning this game 28-20. 28-20. 
Cowboys win over the Buffalo Bills on the road. They become road warriors. I like that. All right, let's get uh, into around the sports world. Get my picks in. Get my picks in. We already missed a Thursday night game, so we'll pick that one. We got Saturday Oh, we got Saturday football now. That's right. Saturday football. We got Bengals, Vikings. My boy fell off. Josh Dobbs fell off. But I don't blame Josh Dobbs. I do not blame Josh Dobbs. Like, listen, bro, I was supposed to be just a backup. Y'all came in here and wanted me to be the starter after being here for 36 hours. They've demoted my boy. <laughs> they, they've demoted Josh Dobbs, man. And and the Browning hype is, is, is picking up some steam. Picking up some steam. I think I can from Cincinnati. I don't know, man. I, I, the Browning hype is real. Is real. Give me the Bengals at home over the Minnesota Vikings, Steelers, Colts. You know, this is this is. I would say this. Um, both of these coaches. For the Colts and for the Steelers, they coaching their tail off this year. Some may say, you know, Mike uh, Mike Tomlin, you, you brought a little bit of this on yourself because your inability to get rid of Matt Canada early on in the year and all that kind of stuff, I, whatever. But these two coaches have been coaching their tails off uh, this year. I think the Steelers go on the road and defeat Garner Minshew and company uh, to take themselves to 8-6. and six. Push the Colts to seven and seven. Give me the Steelers on the road, defeating the Colts. All right, Dan. Okay. MCDC, the Motor City Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. This is going to be a this is going to be a matchup. This is going to be a good one. The Lions versus the Broncos at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. The Broncos have turned this thing around. With Kansas City losing the other night to Buffalo, now the Broncos are one game out of first place in the AFC West. Who would have thunk it? We were packing, we were packing, we were packing these jokers up a couple weeks ago. Sean Payne said, hey, hey, not so fast. That just goes to tell you that just how much we are as a society are rush people. We are rush people. They, we didn't even give them jokers a year to kind of gel together. We just said, well, it's Russell and Sean. Make it work now. And we were like, oh, they didn't work at the beginning of the year. They're done. Pack them up. And they said, not so fast. We're figuring this thing out. Russ is giving me what I need. Sean is saying, uh, Russ is saying, Sean is giving me what I need. Sean is saying, Russ, the, the, the partnership is coming together. It's coming together. But I got the, I'm, I'm not giving up on you yet, Dan. I'm not giving, Detroit, I'm not giving up on y'all yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still rocking with y'all. I think you're legit. I'm not giving up on you yet. Give me Detroit at home over the Denver Broncos to end the Saturday night nightcap of football. We move to Sunday. Bears, Browns, I've already told you. I've packed Justin Fields up. I've packed the Bears up. 
This Browns defense is legit. Legit. They are going to smother, harass, harass, and maul Justin Fields. I, I, I promise you, it's going to get ugly for Justin Fields and his receivers and his running backs. Give me the Browns at home over the Bears, Bucks, Packers. Ugh, tough game. Give me the Packers. I don't, give me Jordan Love at home over, over the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans at home versus the Houston Texans. Don't know if my boy will play. C.J. Styles still in concussion protocol. Hadn't got out of concussion protocol just yet. We'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's, you get later in the week and you still ain't out of concussion protocol. I mean, you ain't practicing. Don't know. Will Levis. That girl was fine. He had two with him. Yeah, my boy, my boy wasn't a starter. She was like, "I'm out." Apparently, she, she cashed in too. She yeah, she got a deal. Yeah. yeah, she had a little endorsement deal and everything like that. And she cashed out. She left him. Now, now she's trying to hit him with the "Hey, big head." He's trying to hit him with the "Hey, big head." It was funny. She 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 posted something online, and all of the Titans fans started like sending his stats. Like, yeah, he, you know, like stats from the games. So they're like, "Nah, don't try to don't try to get back in this thing now." Uh, no C.J. Stroud, the Texans don't have a chance. So if C.J. Stroud plays, give me the Texans. If he does not play, they don't have a shot. They don't have a chance. C.J. Stroud is the straw that stirs this coffee, is the engine of this locomotive. He goes, they go as he goes. And if C.J. Stroud is out in concussion protocol, he hit his head pretty hard in that game. Like he hit his head hard on that, on that, on that, on that, on that ground. Uh, give me the Titans at home over the Texans, Jets, Dolphins. Ah, uh, yeah, Dolphins by a hundred. Pack them up, pack up the Jets. Dolphins by a hundred. Chiefs, Patriots. The Chiefs may beat the Patriots by sixty. I, I think. Angry Patrick Mahomes. I'm here. I'm here. That's Patrick. I'm here. He's pissed. I'm here. Angry Patrick Mahomes is going to. Destroy. Destroy. He's pissed. He's pissed. He is pissed. Give me Chiefs by 60. Over the Patriots. Pack them up. Bill Belichick, I told you, brother, all due respect to you. No disrespect to you, one of the goats. It's time. It's time. Go to Martha's Vineyard. Sip your wine. Get on your boat. Take your shirt off. Twist it around the head. No. Just relax, brother. That's it. That's it for you, man. That's it. Don't think about going to coach nowhere else. This is it. You had a great run. Go be a family man or something, man. Go do something else. Go with your dog and go chill. Give me, give me Chiefs by 60 over the Patriots. Giants, Saints in New Orleans. I don't know what that means, and I hope that is not racist. Is, is that, isn't it gobble a food? Is that a food? I hope it's a food. And listen, all my Italian brothers, I hope that's not racist. I hope that's not inappropriate. It just, I just felt like that's what they say when they do the gobble ghoul. And I keep saying it. Sorry. Um, give me the chicken cutlets. Give me the chicken cutlets. Uh, recently named NFC Player of the Week, Tommy DeVito, Jersey's Finest, the Italian Stallion. He is taking New York by storm over the last couple games. 3-0. 3-0. 
Give it to me. Give me, give me 4-0 Tommy DeVito over the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Crowd's going to be crazy. The crowd's going to be crazy in New Orleans. Give me the Gobble Ghouls 4-0 over the Saints. Falcons, Panthers. Panthers, stop playing football. Give me the Falcons. Commanders, Rams. I'll take the Rams. Niners, Cardinals. They might beat the Cardinals by 55, for real, for real. Like, I'm not even joking. That's not even a joke. Um, Cowboys, Bills. I already told you my Cowboys build prediction, 28-20. Give me the Cowboys on the road, the road warriors. And then the nightcap, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Sunday night football, Ravens at Jacksonville. Quiet as it's kept. Lamar Jackson has been putting in MVP work. 10-3 the Baltimore Ravens are. Tatos doesn't believe in the Baltimore Ravens. He does not believe in, in Lamar Jackson. I don't know why. I do not know why. Lamar... Did something to him one of these days. But I like Lamar. I think they don't have any weapons. They have more than enough weapons. I got Lamar on my fantasy team. That's fantasy doesn't mean anything. <laughs> fantasy doesn't mean anything. You know the numbers are going to be there. That's why you put them on your fantasy team. Uh, Ravens over the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And then to end it out, Monday Night Football. Interesting. Me and Tay, we got a stake bet on this. Not on this game, but in the Eagles. They, I said the Eagles aren't going to drop the next four. One of the next four. He said they're going to drop at least one of the next four. If they're going to drop one of the next four, it's it, it will be this game. The Eagles are oh. Tommy DeVito might get them too. Tommy DeVito is not getting the Eagles. That the gobble ghoul will run out. The gobble ghoul will be gobble going. <laughs> Philadelphia in the last seven appearances against the Seattle Seahawks are O and seven. They have been dominated by the Seahawks. They have to go up to Seattle, who also has a who has some great fans. Um, I do not know if Geno Smith was not, is going to play. If Geno Smith is not going to play, uh, it's going to be even worse for Seahawks. Give me Philly winning the Monday Night Football game against the Seahawks, and that's my picks around the sports league. Let's move over. Oh, let's stay in the NFL for uh, for uh, for a second. Earlier this week, NFL had their meetings in Dallas-Fort Worth. A couple things that came out of that. They're picking a game in Brazil. Now, Jerry, if you're listening, my brother from another, I know you're tasting women, Jerry. I do. I know that you're a faithful husband and father to your children, but I know you're tasting women. Do us a solid, man. Take the game. Let the Cowboys go to Brazil. Please. Let the Cowboys go to Brazil. Let, let, let us just see what the life is like. See what the football life is like out there. Do us, Cowboy fans, and former Cowboy players and Cowboys media, do us a solid. Take the game. I know you don't want to give up any home games, but take the game. Come on. There will be a game in 2024 in Brazil. Don't know who, uh, don't know when, but there will be a game that will be in Brazil. Super Bowl. Super Bowl will be in L.A. Not this year. Not next year. Not the year after that. 2027. Super Bowl is headed back to L.A. They 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 owe one. They owed one. They had the COVID Super Bowl. Eh, you know, eh. 
you know, people are saying, well, Jerry, how come you didn't? Jerry's not bad. Jerry's like, all right, cool. He's pushing. Jerry put, Jerry makes money. It, here's the funny part about it. Jerry, in the game, the game, Jerry says uh, about the Brazil game, Jerry goes, this, this is how he just, he just money whips you, kind of just throws money in his face. He's like, yeah, I, I, I own one of the biggest car dealerships in Brazil. <laughs> Wait, what? You got money in Brazil and cars? Who would have thunk it? Jerry making money hand over fist about everything that he does. Then he goes, uh, you know, you know, it's Super Bowl in L.A. Eh, okay, cool. I'm right with it. And they're like, wait, well, don't you want it back in Dallas? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. People fail to realize. Um, Legends Hospitality, who does all the food and beverages for a, a, a plethora of stadiums, one being L.A., another being Vegas, another being New York. Jelly's, J Jelly. Jerry's saying, even when we ain't playing, I'm making money. I'm always, my, my, I got my hand in everything. And I want these stadiums to grow and be big. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, if, if more stadiums are being used, and for, and for Jerry, if more stadiums are being used, like L.A., which he has ownership in the hospitality, the legend's hospitality that, 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 that provides the, the, the food and beverage, now what ends up happening is we have more concerts, we have more games, we have more things that are happening there. It's a happening place. People come, they eat, they drink, they be merry, I become rich. So Jerry's like, as long as it's Vegas, fine, let's go. Yeah, let's have stuff there. Come on, because I'm going to make money. He's going to make money. He has his hands in everything. So their uh, Super Bowl 2027 is going to be in L.A. Game will be in Brazil. Another thing that came from the owners' meeting the, the vaunted hip drop, drop hip tackle. It's where they grab the guys from the back and kind of just drop down. You're seeing a lot of ankles and knees be broken and hurt. Um, Tony Pollard had his ankle broken and Fibia broken a year ago. Uh, a lot of guys have been getting uh, – Tyreek Hill had the same thing happen just the last day. He had a double combination. He had the, he had the one rule that was outlawed and the next rule that will be outlawed. He got drop hip tackled. On a horse collar. <laughs> he had both of them. That happened to him. So they're probably going to do with that tackle. Honestly, as an offensive player, I got to be honest with y'all. I don't know how you're going to have to tackle folks nowadays. You can't hit them. You can't hit a defensive receiver. You you know, you know have to be very cautious and conscious how you lower your head because that will cost you $40,000. You can't drop hip tackle nobody anymore. Um, they don't want you going for their knees. You can't go for their head. I, it's it's going to become very, very difficult for defenders to actually defend. I'm be honest with you. And if there's, def there, there's former safeties or linebackers and linemen or cornerbacks that are watching this, I, I, I feel sorry for you guys. It's becoming increasingly difficult for you guys to play football. It's turning, it literally is turning into flag football. And that sucks. That sucks a lot. All right, man, moving on to the NBA. Suspension has come down, and you've, you've already heard, but Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. I don't blame him. I don't blame Adam Silver. I do not blame Adam Silver. At some point in time, enough has to just be enough. And I think Draymond, I, I do believe Draymond, he put, he put Rudy Gobert in the yoke a couple weeks ago. He, he yoked him up a couple weeks ago, choked him out. I think Draymond went to the office and met with Adam Silver, and they said, and Adam Silver said, Dre, 
God, man, I just, I don't want to keep talking to you about this stuff, man. I don't want to keep talking to you about this. Let, 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 let this be the last time we have a conversation like this. And I'll be darned. You come back from suspension and then a couple weeks later, you hit Yusuf Nurkish in the face. I know that you flop and maybe it wasn't intentional to hit him in the face, but you did that. And yes, your 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 history, your history, is a part of what got you suspended indefinitely. And that could be 10, 15, 20 games. Losing millions of dollars because of what? You want to be tough? Nah, tough come with a price. It's like if you're on the street and you want to be tough, it's either going to land you dead or in jail. And in the league, it's going to land you where you're at right now, my guy. You're giving the league back millions of dollars because of what? It's just dumb. And honestly, if I'm Steve Kerr and I'm, I'm the Warriors franchise, I start to say to myself, is the talent worth the tolerance? I know that Draymond is, 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 is a beloved figure of that Warriors franchise, and they won a lot of championships there. But at some point in time, you got to just say, well, damn, Draymond, come on now. Come on. Like, we get it, but come on now. Like, be the heart and soul. Don't be the heart, soul, and the stupid guy. Because now you're out. And we can't – some guy will love the opportunity to play in your spot, but if we can't depend on you, the best ability is availability. And you won't, be, you won't be available for this team indefinitely. They don't know when that's going to end. And there's only so many, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention, that you can continue to keep coming up with. Charles Barkley said something that was very, very interesting. Charles Barkley said, you know, when I got later in my career, I had a lot of incidents like Draymond Green. He said, do you know why I had those incidents? He said, because there were some younger players in the league that was kicking my tail. I just couldn't compete anymore. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't athletic enough. And, and the only means that I had was to be more physical. Is to get violent with them. So I would beat some of these dudes up, take the fine or take the suspensions, so that hopefully that it echoed across the league so that when these other young athletic dudes came to town or I came to town, they, they took it a little easy on old Chuck. And maybe that's Draymond. Maybe Draymond is, is, is looking at that and saying, you know what, I can't compete like I once did. I'm not as strong. I'm not as fast. I'm not as nimble. I'm not as quick. So I got to just start. And, and a lot of it, people are saying it's, it's the European players. Well, guess what the European players are? Those some skilled mofos. They quick, they're agile, they can shoot, they can pass, they got moves, they have agility. And so what ends up happening when, them, when, them, when, them, when the European players is wearing you out like some, like, some, like, some, like some Wrangler jeans, you resort to the one thing that you know what you can do. Intimidation. Violence. And it's costing you money, it's costing your team on the court. Because you're not there. So I don't know. I, if, if I'm the Warriors, I start thinking about packing him up. During the trade deadline, can I get something for him? Maybe even Clay. All good things must come to an end. And I think, I think the end is 
more than near for Draymond on the Golden State Warriors. The Greek freak is upset after scoring 64 points. Season career high, franchise high. He's pissed. Why is he mad? Well, after the game, now this is a road game. Right? No, it's a home game. Excuse me. It's a home game. It's a home game. After the game is over, the Greek freak is looking for the game ball. I just scored 64. My career high, franchise high. I need the ball. Well, after the game was over, someone from the Indiana Pacers coaching staff took the game ball and took it back to the locker room. Give me the player's name because I can't even pronounce it. It's 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 oh, it's Thibault, the Pacers player. It's a name that I can't pronounce. But they took the ball to give it to one of their young players because he scored his first NBA points. And I know that some of you are going to be like, well, he scored – in the in-season tournament. Well, they don't count the in-season tournament stats towards the regular season stats. First name's Oscar, last name's hard to pronounce. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar T. Oscar. We're going to go with Oscar. To the Oscar Tashabwe family. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. God, forgive me. I hope your family's from the Congo. From the Congo. Please, I forget. Please forgive me. Scored his first NBA points. Regular season. They don't count the in-season points towards your regular season uh, total. They wanted to give the ball. They, he sco- they wanted to give the ball to him. But Giannis is like, uh-uh. I'm at home. That's mine. So it's just, he runs to the Pacers locker room. They get into a little kerfluffle in the hallway. He comes back out. He's like berating one of the assistant coaches. He's yelling at Ty, uh, uh, Tyrese Holland uh, Burton. He's like, I don't know what he's saying, but he's like, he's pissed. He's pissed. He wants the football, the basketball. Like, that's my basketball. The uh, coaches say that they'll get him the basketball, and then they come out. Rick Carlisle comes out, and he says, you know, unfortunate what would happen. That even their GM in this whole little melee, their GM. Got elbowed or punched or studs in the ribs. Now, I don't know how fragile his ribs are, but they say like he bruised some ribs. Tender. Tender GM. <laughs> I don't know how physical y'all was getting in there, but they said the GM bruised some ribs. And when, when Giannis got to the table, he was upset, and he was saying, like, you know, like, I wanted the ball. He said, they gave me a ball. He goes, but I don't even, it didn't feel like the ball that we played with. He said, I played 36 minutes. That, that ball didn't feel like the ball that I shot in that game. And if you go back and you watch, talk about analytics, go back and watch the game. I, was, I, did, a, I did a show earlier this week with my boy Jeff Cavill. I talked about analytics. The NBA has turned into dunks and three-pointers. Go back and look at the analytics, the chart shot of Giannis's 64 points. Dunks. There's literally all in the paint and three-pointers, top of the key. Like, that's literally where he didn't shoot from anywhere else on the court. It's, I don't even think he made a three, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, that's only, he only <laughs> took shots from those two places. Um, but Giannis says he didn't he, he don't think he got a ball, but I don't think it was the ball that he actually scored the 64 with. He also said he didn't have the ball from uh, game six, of the finals that he was in. So I don't know. What do you feel? You think Giannis should have got the ball? He is at home. 0 for 3 for 3. Should Giannis get it? 
Should they give it to the to the to the young kid? Let's I mean, let's be honest. Like the ball should go to Giannis, especially being at home. I'm at my crib. This is my crib. Give it. Give him. Give him the the, the secondary ball. Give me the actual game ball. It's kind of foul that even whoever gave the assistant coach the ball, the, the ball should go to Giannis. I, I, I'm not going to lie. The ball should go to Giannis. Um, I'm going to end with this. Is I know that I packed them up, but I'm going to unpack them a little bit before I pack them up for the holiday season. Uh, your boy, Coach Prime, he's walking his walk. He's talking his talk. Coach Prime sat in the media and said, we have a problem. We have an offensive line problem. They said, well, how do you fix it? He said, get new linemen. And some said, you know, that's an arrogant thing to say. You got linemen here, and they're not playing well. But you're gonna, Well, there, there needs to be something said about a man who walks and talks what he walks and lives out everything he said he did, was going to do. Dion has signed five new starting offensive linemen. He has one coming in that's the top lineman in the country, and he has four out of the transfer portal. He literally right now is the number one school slash coach in the transfer portal for the second year in a row. So Dion wasn't mad with coach. Folks were like, oh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. He said, okay, see ya. You will be replaced. Like he said, I ain't hard to find. We coming. This move to the Big 12, if you go from four wins this year and you get six or seven next year, that's a win. And I think having the offensive line gives you that ability. So he's going out there and done it, man. He is walking the walk, talking the talk, especially with that offensive line. The skills guy, that, that's easy to find. There's enough skill guys in this planet that even in the portal, some young kids, he'll find them. But the ability to protect and ability to 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 have a good defensive line, if he if he solidifies that, the hype the hype train we did we did we looked at the schedule we did the predictions like it's gonna be three and zero to start the year the hype train will be back up again, and we'll say this will be the year. But he's doing what he said he's gonna do in the offseason right now. All right, man, that's it for me. Uh, you guys are so gracious. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for participating. Um, in this, I am forever grateful for you all. Be blessed. Be kind to folks. Be nice. Be all those things. Man, take care of yourselves. Merry Christmas. Happy Holly Days. See how I did there? Deck the holes with balls of holly. Bowels of holly. Sorry. Remember, never let anyone say that their lives are better than yours because it's your life. Like, subscribe, do what you got to do, man. We outside. We are outside. Come join us. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out.